Die Hard Sins on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. This week, I am joined by Dr. Rush Witt. He is one of the pastors of Paramount Church in Bexley, Ohio. He is also the acquisitions editor over counseling titles at PNR Publishing. And we're excited to have him here with us today to talk about a new resource that he has written. And so we're excited to talk to him uh, about the subject that he's put a lot of effort into putting to publication. So, Rush, will you just tell us a little bit about how the idea for this book came about? Thanks, Dale. I'm really excited about this book and, and thankful that we have an opportunity to talk about it. I am very grateful for biblical counseling and discipleship, not only for the role that it's played in my life, but also through pastoral ministry and the counseling and discipleship that I aim to provide in my church, as well as my role at PNR Publishing. I'm thankful for all of those because they've given me opportunities to continue learning and growing in a variety of different ways. And because of all of those roles, I am all ears to learn about new biblical counseling resources which can help the church, uh, those that are suggested by pastors or counselors or counselees or authors. Uh, that's a question I'm, I'm asking many different people in my life. What resources are needed? And so this idea for the book Die Hard Sins really came from not only my own life, but what I was seeing in the lives of other people and what continued to come up over and over again in different conversations about counseling and discipleship. I continually saw the challenge of wrestling with our remaining sin. I and, and others, maybe you've had this thought too, have at different times said something like or thought something like, I've been a Christian for 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 years, and I'm still struggling with the same old habits. I've read the verses, I've heard the sermons, I've read the books, I've seen the counselors, but I'm still struggling with anger and pride or peacemaking or laziness and fear. And so I just continued to see this as a book that not only I needed, but that others needed as well, that we would have another resource that could help us to wrestle and fight against the difficult reality of our remaining sin. That unfortunately, Rush, sounds all too familiar. We do struggle in so many ways. And um, just to, to think about the possibility that, that you mentioned in the book of being able to overcome those sins that we struggle with so deeply uh, is just an encouragement. And I want to echo that. I think you address some of that in your in your book that I think would be helpful. And so as you think about this particular work, I mean, as an author, you always aim to a certain direction and you hope to accomplish several things in the book. What do you think readers can hope to find by reading this book? And, and what was your primary aim in writing it? Mm. Well, in Die Hard Sins, I have really sought to do three main things. And they are three things that I often seek to do when I have opportunities to meet with someone, encourage a brother or sister in Christ with any particular problem or even just general pastoral ministry. First, my first aim really was to give readers true hope, which is grounded in Christ. He being our all-sufficient 
living Savior, and to give them hope that is grounded in His all-sufficient Word. For those who, like me, continue to struggle with some daily habits, some of those which fly under the radar and escape our notice, uh, we need hope as we see those continue to bubble up or as we see our remaining sin seem to uh, overcome at times uh, all of our efforts to eradicate it from our lives. That's a place where we can really despair and become seriously discouraged. And so I know the role of hope in my life has been huge, and so I have aimed to give hope to others who are facing the same thing. Second, I really aim to bring to light the nature of our sin. In other words, I'm trying to give, in a significant part of this book, a down-to-earth doctrine of sin, and to show from Scripture why our remaining sin continues to plague us in these ways. And then finally, number three, I aim to deliver a a biblically-derived plan for addressing these ongoing problems in our own lives and also in the lives of others. Now, Russ, you just mentioned a a plan of how to approach dealing with some of these diehard sins. So can you help us to work through uh, how you would use that plan to fight against some of these uh, ongoing diehard sins? Well, something that has become evident to me as I have thought carefully about this problem that we all have fighting against our remaining sin is that there is not in Scripture a number of different individualized plans for different sin habits, but rather that rather over and over again, God in His Word through the Gospel continues to give us the same plan over and over again. So in Die Hard Sins, I've sought to bring a plan that we not only apply just to this diehard sin habit or this destructive daily habit, but one that we can remember and put to use no matter what we're facing. And this plan is a kind of self-counseling plan, a plan by which we can, because of Christ and the gospel, enter with joy into our fight with sin. And then, because of what he has told us in his word, we can look to Christ to understand what are our true needs, what is at the root of this ongoing struggle, whatever it may be. These ongoing struggles are rooted in our hearts, and we need to understand what is going on there. In particular, that we would be tuned in, as we do in the book, to the desires and also the beliefs that drive along our continued struggle with remaining sin, so that those beliefs and desires may be brought into submission to Christ and to His Word, and that He would be exalted, that He would be our all-sufficient, all-satisfying Savior, and that by submitting ourselves to Him, by bringing Him as our living Savior, along with His provisions and answers to our fight, that we would then be changed and that we would continue, even though in this life we will always wrestle with remaining sin, that we would continue to fight a faithful fight, putting to use the resources that he has given us. And in the book, I particularly talk about five of those provisions or resources. Number one, we aim to bring God himself 
into our fight with sin. We're not fighting by ourselves. He's not left us off to the side and just given us a few tools, but he has first and foremost given us himself. And that's a provision that we must intentionally, as Christians, bring into this fight. We must intentionally look to him and cling to his promises. Second, we need to bring the word of God to bear upon these ongoing habits that we have, these sin struggles that continue to plague us. We need the gospel. We need the good news that he has announced to us over and over again of his ultimate grace and his power to change us. We also need, fourth, the church. We need to fight this fight against remaining sin in the community of faith. We need one another to encourage one another, help one another. We need faithful pastors. We need other believers who will care for us and continue to counsel us. And also, number five, we spend some time in the book considering the ordinances of baptism and the Lord's Supper and seeing all that they mean to us as Christians, all that they symbolize regarding what Christ has done for us, that they can be an ongoing means of God's grace as he sanctifies us and grows us as we continue to keep our hearts and minds focused upon him and upon what he has done for us. Now, Rush, it, it's obvious that as you talk through this, you've presented to us a very practical resource, one that um, we're not just thinking about our counselees and how helpful it can be for them. I mean, we're, we're thinking about how these ideas can be helpful for us as we continue to struggle and wrestle, as Paul talks about in Romans 6 and 7, with, with our own sin as we pursue sanctification uh, in a healthy way. So maybe briefly talk us through how you see this book being useful uh, to the church. Think about your the members in the church, how this book can be useful for them or, or pastors or uh, certainly uh, counselors as well. Well, like the many other counseling-minded resources and books that we already have, Die Hard Sins, I think is useful in a number of ways. First and foremost, this book is a useful book as a personal resource. As all of us have this common problem of remaining sin, we all need help and encouragement and hope from the scriptures to fight against these difficulties, these troubles that continue to plague us from in our hearts. So uh, I, I hope that this book will be very useful to uh, believers uh, everywhere. That as they read it, they will be encouraged and they will be helped. I also see that this book could be used as a group study tool, as groups of believers, perhaps a small group or a Sunday school class would be able to use a book like this to encourage one another, uh, even in one-on-one encouragement or accountability, uh, this could be a useful resource as well. You're listening to Truth in Love, a podcast of ACBC. You can find out more about this resource and many others like it on our website at biblicalcounseling.com.